itself. She gets out of the van holding her cheap backpack containing one change of clothes, jeans and a turtleneck, and socks and a sleep shirt, all the possessions she has in the world. Outside the overcooled vehicle, the sun blazes above. She feels the desert wind on her skin, smells the juniper and lavender and honey mesquite. She could run now, before she checks in, before anyone steps forward to process her, before anyone can find out who she is. Let's go, the driver says beside her. I don't got all day. She fights down the feeling and forces herself to walk with him up the path to the door. As she moves up to the porch, she is looking at the doors, the windows, the gates, checking escape routes, even as the game begins. The game of normal. She must play it. Play it and win. She will never go back to jail. Ever. She is fourteen. Inside the entry hall, she looks around quickly, memorizing the floor plan and exits. There is one wing for the bedrooms, one for the offices and kitchen, and the living room slash lounge and dining room are in the center. Across from the front door, there is a large round clock on the wall, so big it seems to be screaming the time. The group home director's office is immediately to the right. She steps in and gets the first look at her new jailer, Ms. Sharonda. The director sits behind a wide desk with neat stacks of papers and a thick, open file in front of her. She has a dark, regal face and suspicious eyes. Her mouth is a hard line. A warning. Don't mess with me. She is more than tough. There is an animal strength about her. There will be no slipping past this one. Miss Sharonda nods to the chair on the other side of the desk and she sits, holding herself still. It is very, very important to look normal. Miss Sharonda continues reading the file in front of her. She tries not to be distracted by the bracelets Miss Sharonda is wearing, plain bronze circlets that clink softly when the director moves. She has not seen pretty things in two long years. Finally, Miss Sharonda looks up. So, Kara, we're on a level system here, she says. This home is a level five. Do you know what that means? Kara nods. She knows. She is an expert on group homes and group home staff. She has lived in them since she was nine years old. The homes are classified by levels that range from one to fourteen. She has been in every level. Levels thirteen and fourteen serve the most troubled children. They are basically small mental institutions. If this is a level five, there is no psychiatrist on site, but one will come every week. There will be five other wards of the court and a staff that changes shifts every eight to ten hours. The staff's stated job is to watch you, keep you from hurting yourself, the other residents, and other people. Most of the staff works for the paycheck. A few are crusaders. Others. Others best not to think about. Miss Sharonda taps the file on her desk. You got placed here because of good behavior in YA. If that changes, you're out of here. Kara nods. Miss Sharonda looks back at her sharply. Kara says nothing. 
After a moment, Miss Sharonda continues. Your caseworker will be by on Friday. You're old enough to be in ninth grade. That's high school. Think you can handle that? Kara has not been in school since seventh grade. There were only textbooks in the cage. School could mean anything, any level. She is often put in remedial classes, special ed for special problems. I can handle it, she answers tonelessly. Miss Sharonda stares at her. She swivels her chair to the bookshelves behind her and removes a book, then turns back and hands it across the desk. Read something. Kara stiffens. It is a test. In the system, there are always tests. Her first instinct always is to hide any ability from strangers until she knows what the test is for. Miss Sharonda is waiting, frowning.